This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good morning, hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, our morning 8am show, UK time every single day, episode 52 and still no ins or outs to speak of but we might be moving a little bit closer to seeing some as we say every single day. I hope you are good, I hope you are well uh, as we have reached a break in the European Championships, no football for a couple of days. It feels weird um, that there is nothing going on in regards. You can watch some MLS if you like, which there is some good stuff going on there. But other than that, not really any football going on. Um, and until, of course, Saturday, yesterday's games were brilliant. Um, it was fantastic to see Group F just thrown into complete chaos. It start, I mean, it ended obviously how it started, all the teams in the same places. But yeah, I'm still an unbelievable kind of turnaround of of positions and teams that England could have faced. And of course, England will now face Germany uh, on Tuesday at Wembley in front of 45,000 fans. So that's going to be interesting. Um, we've got some really good last 16 ties. Sweden-Ukraine is an is a interesting one as well. One of those two will reach the, the quarterfinals. Of course, uh, Sweden reached the quarterfinals of the World Cup, uh, which England then knocked them out of. Italy have got Austria, a game that I'm actually going to be going to at Wembley. So that's going to be an interesting one to see who comes out on top. You've got some really... Hard draws on the left-hand side, um, including the likes of France, Belgium, etc. Um, and on the right-hand side, if England beats Germany, which is a very tough ask, all of a sudden their route to the final looks you know, more, much more easier than it would if you were on the other side. So maybe it was a good thing that they finished top of the group. We will have to wait and see. Anyway, I hope you're good and well, and we're going to get on with talking about Arsenal's transfer business. Um, and uh, we start off with Sayan Kalasnac. Now, we spoke about him the other day. Napoli, Lazio, Trabzonspor interested in him. But as of some reports that broke yesterday, uh, another Turkish side, Fenerbahce, are also interested. And obviously, the thing about Fenerbahce is, is that where is where Mesut Ozil currently resides. And so, unsurprisingly, um, one of his best mates, uh, maybe there's been some words going on in the background, but Fenerbahce supposedly also interested in Kalasanac. We imagine the fee 
is not going to be big. You're looking at a few million euros, if that. And I think, to be honest, if you can get any money and the wages off the wage bill, that's a really good thing for Arsenal. So, yeah, I think it's a good move. I think it's one that Arsenal needs to get done as soon as possible. And then they can focus on getting, of course, uh, a backup replacement for their left-back position, whoever that is. We still don't really know the, the possible targets. That's probably something that's going to happen later on in the window. We'll have to wait and see. But Kolasinac... To Fenerbahce or Napoli or Trabzonspor or Lazio. Plenty of clubs interested, which is good for Arsenal as long as a deal can get done. Moving on to uh, the next three and our central midfield trio of possible exits Torreira, Genduzzi, and Granite Xhaka. All three, of course, are we're waiting to kind of get final confirmation on, on a departure. The most uncertain of the bunch is Torreira. Genduzzi looks very much like he's going to be going to Marseille. Xhaka looks very much like he's going to be going to Roma. Um, but interestingly, uh, Arsenal are looking to make around 50 to 60 million euros just from these three players. Xhaka, you're looking at a 20 million euro fee. Genduzi, they want to make like 15 million euros from, uh, which I don't think will happen, by the way. And Torreira, they're looking at a similar fee to Xhaka as well, which, I mean, it, if Arsenal can get over 50 million euros for three players that have no future at the club to them, granted Xhaka a little bit, you know, more, more so, but that's incredibly good business for the Gunners. And that's just three players. When you consider the fact that we could be letting go of the likes of, obviously, Kalasnach, Maitland-Niles, Bellerin, Nketia, Nelson, uh, there's, there's even more than that, um, that that we could let go of too. Then you start adding up how much money Arsenal could make this window, and it's going to be a hell of a lot, um, which will, of course, alert clubs that they have some money to spend and, and that could hike the price of players they're going for. But for the moment, it's just words. We haven't seen any official confirmation of any of these. But that's certainly a good thing for Arsenal. Hector Bellerin um, is being targeted supposedly by Inter Milan. They look like uh, Ashraf Hakimi is really going to PSG. Thank God, not Chelsea. Um, looking like he's going to PSG, which is a lot better from an Arsenal perspective. Uh, and they look at Bellerin as a possible target to replace him with. They do play with three at the back system, although that may change under their new manager when he comes in. Uh, they've just recently signed uh, someone that was linked to Arsenal as well in Hakan Chalanolu. So they are looking at players. They're lo- looking at bringing people in despite the fact that they have got their financial issues because of the Chinese ownership by Suning uh, and their need to kind of, you know, pay off the debts and and, and not spend too much. But they will get a, quite a windfall from the Hakimi money that's going in. They do have to pay off Real Madrid still for the money that they owe to them for the Hakimi deal, which this deal will partly cover. Um, but the rest of it could be used uh, in part to bring in Hector Bellerin. There are interests from Spanish clubs like Villarreal, Atletico Madrid, Sevilla as well. But Inter Milan are presenting themselves as a supposed option for Bellerin. Moving on to Mavropanos. Now, we talked about this about a week ago, talking about how a €7 million Euro or pound, it was never really kind of legitimised either way what this was. But reports coming out yesterday um, from German outlets suggested that this is actually going to turn into a loan deal with uh, a option or a obligatory buy uh, a purchase option basically in in the contract which is even worse like when we were talking about this deal we were saying that oh yeah no 7 million quid for a player of Mavropanos's qualities is a little bit frustrating but to learn that it's a loan deal with an option or with an obligation we're not 100% sure there's mixed reports um it's really sad, <laughs> really sad. Because I, I look at Mavropanos as easily a, a £10 million player minimum. 
And I understand that the theory goes with, well, yes, the demand uh, is what determines the price. However, considering when you look at the quality of how he, how good he was for Stuttgart last season, some of the other players that are moving around, I, I find this one really strange um, that, that Arsenal are willing to let this one go so cheaply. But, you know... Hopefully Arsenal can get in the money for him. I will be disappointed if it's a loan with an option or a loan with an ob- obligation with a low buy purchase. Because imagine he has a really good season. I mean, those kind of loans never really benefit the, the selling club whatsoever. So that's that's frustrating. Anyway, we move on to kind of our midway points uh, in the ins and outs. A player that we had last season um, and looks like very much so he's not going to be at Arsenal next season. That is Martin Udegaard. Um, The Norwegian midfielder, of course, joined us from Real Madrid. And according to TV2, a Norwegian outlet, he conducted an interview with them. And uh, it looks very much like he's going to be remaining with Real Madrid next season, which will be pleasing for some people who didn't really want to see him come back and they want to see us target other players. But... He is very well liked by quite a number of people I know within the Arsenal fan base and uh, he was certainly at the top of Arsenal's kind of options for that position. But they are now going to seemingly be forced to look elsewhere. And one of the names that was touted is, of course, James Madison. James Benge replied to a question he was asked yesterday on social media about who they would go to target if it isn't now Erdogan. And he said that Madison is very much at the top or near the top of their list. Um, but they've also got plenty of others that are cheaper uh, was the word that was used, cheaper options uh, available to Arsenal as well. So don't get your hopes up around Madison just yet, but he is certainly on Arsenal's radar. Manuel Locatelli is someone who's had an absolutely brilliant European Championship so far this summer, scored a couple of goals, been instrumental in Italy's performances in a group, which is, yeah, not the best in terms of quality, but they really did end up smashing it for us, a side that have not even qualified for an international tournament lately. Um, did really, really well. He is being chased and interesting Arsenal, but Juventus have supposedly stolen a bit of a march on the Locatelli situation. It's always been reported that's where he would prefer to go and you'd imagine he would fit in much more uh, kind of smoothly at Juventus. And Italian players do tend to stay within the country um, and it looks like Juventus will win that race, which is a shame because if Arsenal could have managed to get Locatelli, it would have been a brilliant acquisition. But... uh, very much so looks like he's going off to Italy or staying in Italy. We move on to Hussam Awa, um, the Leon midfielder that was linked to Arsenal heavily last summer and has seen some reports linking once again this summer with a much reduced figure, around £20 million. Uh, but today, supposedly, Atletico Madrid are interested in bringing in Hussam Awa, which is interesting because, of course, they are looking at bringing in, and basically it's being confirmed already, but Rodrigo De Paul from Udinese, who plays kind of that central midfield role in an attacking kind of style. And Awar is very similar, although he can play on the left-hand side. Um, so the fact that they would go for both is interesting. I don't know how they would fit both of them into the same team when you've got other players, but I, I guess that would probably spend, that would probably spell an end to Sal Niguez's uh, time at Atletico Madrid. And maybe then Arsenal should be looking at him. I mean, I would love... Saul to, to join Arsenal but I think he'll be looking at more of a Champions League club this season but if Arsenal have an opportunity to, to find that route and that avenue they should definitely take it but for our Atletico Madrid credited with some interest in him and maybe willing to take him uh, this summer for the reduced figure he's available for 
and then Alexander Izak, uh, who was linked to Arsenal a couple of weeks ago and across the last couple of weeks, was saying he's interesting Arsenal. Chelsea were then said to be a bit interested in him as well. As of yesterday, Real Madrid uh, are the next team to see their name linked with Alexander Izak and are willing to rival some of the other teams. Now, I wrote a piece on this yesterday. Uh, interestingly, Real Sociedad are trying to actually renew his contract to increase that buyout clause. A lot of people said that 60 million euros is quite a lot. They want to see this increase to 90 million euros, according to Spanish media. So that could make a deal even more difficult for teams to, to try and get hold of him. He is a very exciting young talent, 21 years of age, had a good uh, goal-scoring season with Sostad last year, but looked good for Sweden despite not getting on the score sheet necessarily. Um, and Real Madrid are the next team to see him as a possible Karim Benzema replacement. Uh, we move on to the final story of the day, which revolves around Ben White, uh, the Brighton defender, of course, centre-back. Arsenal had a bid of around £40 million rejected for him. We were always told that a net, another bid was going to be going in. That was what was reported by plenty of sources. It's one that we kind of are hopeful of um, right now and hopeful that Arsenal will, will get that second bid, whatever the, that figure may be, accepted and hopefully one that we should hear, fingers crossed anyway, some more things about. But it's interesting because we've heard the Lakonga thing's gone very quiet. I think that's probably a good thing. Um, sometimes when things go quiet, it's not necessarily, it means it's stopped or it's not happening. Usually things are just getting kind of tied up. This one too has gone very, very quiet. We'll have to wait and see whether or not that's a good sign. Um, but there was the expectation that Arsenal were going to go in with another bid and that talks were going to continue after the £40 million was rejected. Um, so, yeah, we will see how it goes. But, I mean, as of yesterday, I was told by Andy Naylor from The Athletic that there was no new uh, occurrences. Or rather, sorry, not yesterday. Um, what day is it? Thursday. So, Tuesday. As of Tuesday, nothing new had happened, according to Andy Naylor. But as of yesterday, if anything changed yesterday, we are unaware of that. But uh, we will wait and see if anything does change in the next few days and if we see some interesting reports coming through um anyway that concludes all of the news for today uh, which means we do of course move on to uh the final part of the show which is of course getting your thoughts and feelings and questions answered as best as feasibly possible in the chat box uh dave says white gets done after the england gets spanked by germany in the next round possibly so they could be waiting for him to finish the european championships for that to get done uh, Sartvik says, why don't we sh just shut down Villa on Smith Row? Uh, they seem to be preparing another bid. And we talked to you guys about that yesterday. Yes, they do. But the way you shut down them is by rejecting their bids. You can't just tell them, look, don't come back with another bid. And that being that, they will continue to try and fight for that. I put a piece up yesterday about how we should take, can't, we should consider, not consider the bid as in think about selling him, but we should certainly be wary and we should certainly be taking their interest seriously because it does show kind of it's indicative of kind of where Arsenal are, are as a club I mean trying to think back when a club of Villa stature or a club in around kind of the bottom half of the Premier League table were bidding for Arsenal's main key players I'm struggling so that's indicative for me of, of, of kind of a bad situation Arsenal find themselves in that they need to change the perception of where they are as a team. Um, Alexandra Lawson says, uh, transfer market has, has been as unimpressive as our season so far. Props to you, Tom, for your consistent content. Thank you ever so much, mate. Much appreciate it. Um, Abe says, just out of curiosity, what is Partey's best role? Box to box or defensive midfielder? He's 
best is a box to box. I wouldn't put him as a single number six. I think he suits a progression role. The way that he moves the ball up the pitch, the way that he finds those passes into the final third, definitely is your number eight. Um, I'll be putting out not as a number six whatsoever. Uh, Drew says, Laten Sport linking us with Kamavinga again uh, and saying he's a priority. Of course, Laten Sport were the people that linked Arsenal to him a while a way back when at the start of the transfer. When I think he was, may have been the, one of the first tactical breakdowns we did this summer. I've not reported it because I don't trust the source. Um, Laten Sport is known and uh, I'm advised to be very wary of Laten Sport in France. I mean, if you want some more reliable outlets, you look at the likes of RMC and Le Keeper are, are more reliable. They're not obviously spot on, but they're much more reliable than that of Laten Sport. So uh, just be a bit wary of the Camavinga talk. Uh, Fung Demand says, uh, hey Tom, uh, this has somehow become a part of my daily routine and I love it. Thanks for tuning in, mate. What do you think of uh, Xavi Simons? Um, I don't know who that is. Um, if you mean Unai Simon, um, the goalkeeper, I, I could tell you a lot about him. I don't think he'll leave Athletic Club, but uh, Arsenal were linked to him before, but I don't know who that is. You'll have to let me know. Um, <laughs> no idea. Seal so says, Tom, uh, the group stage over, which team in the Euros, not the obvious one, has impressed you the most? Uh, I th- obviously, I think Belgium have looked very, very good in an offensive sense. Defensively, not as much. The Netherlands and Italy go through as, as kind of group winners of, of all those, all the games they've played, they've won. They've looked good. Um, so there's lots of teams. And thankfully, all of those, I mean, Belgium and France on the other side, uh, the Netherlands or, and Italy on the other side. So the Netherlands are on England's side. But if England can get past Germany, which is very feasible. I mean, you would say since the last two teams played each other, which the last time England and Germany played was 2017, and it was a nil-nil draw in a friendly, you would say since 2017, over the last four years, England have definitely improved and Germany have definitely declined. So I would argue that there is a real possibility that England even go into that game as favourites, which is crazy to consider. But I do think England have got the better squad. Um, and should be the favourites. And they've got the Wembley crowd behind them too. So it's all set up for England to get knocked out, (laughs) which is obviously what's now going to happen. But fingers crossed. We will see. Um, The Red Gorilla says, it seems Arsenal takes so long to get a deal done that it gets hijacked by others. If we want a player, just pay the fee. If only were that simple. If only that were that simple. Um, Javi Simons has jumped to PSG. I honestly have no idea. I'll have to look into him, mate. I'm not going to try and pretend I know about a player that I don't. I, I don't know anything. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, Sarvik says, would you support Maitland-Niles idea of shifting to a midfield role? I'd support Maitland-Niles idea of if he wants to leave, he should. Because look, you can't, there's no point keeping an unhappy player at the club. It's, it's as simple as that, really. Uh, Matt G says, there are still a lot of time uh, in this transfer window. However, pre-season training starts in 14 days, which such a large squad overhaul incoming. Will Arteta have enough time to, uh, to with the new players? And also, not only that, Matt, but you're going to start pre-season with players that you've got no plans for, which is really disruptive. So Arsenal need to get moving on player sales. They've got two weeks to do it. Um, and fingers crossed in the next two weeks, we'll start seeing a lot more movement outwards from the club. But we will wait and see. You may have to wait until after the European Championships or until some teams have been knocked out to see some leave, like Granit Xhaka, for instance. But 
before pre-season training starts, they really need to. But you have to remember the players that have been at the Euros are going to get an extended holiday. So there is that to factor in as well. Not all the players will return in 14 days with the players that have not been playing. And Lucas Torreira would be one of those people that gets an extended holiday playing with Uruguay and the Copa America. Um, so there's there's lots of that. I don't know if Martinelli would get an extended one as well because he didn't go to the Olympics, but he may get an extended break as well. But we will see. Um, Neil DeSoto says, why Arsenal is so slow giving Emil Smith-Rowe a new contract? I don't think it's about slow. It's just negotiations um, and sorting out with his agent. Things don't happen like they do on a video game. It's not you go into a virtual conference room and have a meeting and sort it out. It's, it's a longer process than that. Um, so you need to be patient. Uh, Matt says, what signing do you think Arsenal will announce first? I'd be very surprised if it wasn't Lokonga um, that was announced first. That looks very much like a deal that's getting done and will be done very soon. Uh, Alistair says, why don't Arsenal look for swap deals instead of buying individuals that they don't have the money for? Well, we don't know what the money is, Alistair, at the moment. Arsenal may have the money and we're just trying to wait and see for the right dominoes to fall before certain players become available or certain prices that are more attractive to Arsenal become available. So we will wait and see. Uh, Ken says, what's your take on Saliba going out on loan again? He is better than White, in my opinion. I don't think he's better than White right now, um, but I think he certainly has a higher ceiling than White, and I'm frustrated that he's not um, being given an opportunity. I'm frustrated if he goes out on loan. I want to see him stay. I want to see him play. I want to see him give the best for the club and try and prove Arteta wrong. And maybe Arteta's a little bit worried about being proven wrong. I hope that's not the case, but you get the sense that it's just a little bit, it's just a little bit unhealthy, that situation, which is a real shame. Um, creator, bring Haaland. Living in a dreamland, mate. Uh, David says, Patrick Schick is looking good at the Euros. We should sign him. He could model for our new kits too. Uh, yes, let's go sign Will N.E. Uh, up front. No, um, I, this is something you need to be very careful of, um, David. You can't look at how players have been at the Euros as a symbol or a signature. What's the right word I'm looking for? As a indication, that's the right word, um, of kind of their overall ability. Because people have kind of these summer tournaments where they really flourish and stand out. But if you've watched them beyond just the tournament, like I have with Patrick Schick, it's... <laughs> I've not seen enough to convince me that he's any better than a Lacazette right now and are any better than an Andre Silva that we're being linked to. So I would, you know, I'd chill on uh, on the chic side of things. Um, Jasmine says, from all the attacking midfielders we've been linked so far, who do you think we will end up with? Awar, Madison, Fakir, Erdogan? Honestly, Jasmine, I have no idea. Um, where well, there is no indication that any of these players are more likely than anyone else. Because whilst I think the Madison is, is much nearer the top for Arsenal's priorities, the money situation, the way they're spending money on other areas of the pitch may mean they get priced out of that move and they may move for someone else. So I honestly could not tell you who I think that we will go and get because it's impossible to know at this stage in time. Uh, Social says, I think we should extend Genduzi's contract, put him within the team next season to see if he can show any maturity. Fatherhoods can really change a man if he can. Sell him next season. Well, he did have a kid in last season and he was still described as a player that needs to, or is rather, hasn't yet gone through puberty. Was that what the Berlin <laughs> manager said? So worrying, I wouldn't. I'd sell him, get him out, move him on and, uh, and we'll see where things go from there. Um, Jashar says, Tom, we struggled to shift players last summer. Why do you slash we think we will be better this summer? Um, 
pure hope, <laughs> pure optimism, the hope that they learn from their mistakes. That is pretty much it, Jasha. That that is pretty much it. There's no indication that Arsenal will be any better this summer at selling players than they was last summer. Nothing at all. We can only hope. Um, Wesley says, Tom, would you still bring Chelik? Yes, I would. He had a, he's had an excellent two seasons. And this is what I'm saying about European Championships. If you ever wanted an indication of what a player is like for their club in comparisons for their country... Celik has been good for Turkey up until the championship. Zeki Celik had an awful European championship. But for Lille, last two seasons, he has been excellent. So, and, and if you go and ask any French football expert, they'll, they'll say the same. He has been really, really good for Lille. So it is amazing how funny three matches put on an international stage in a really bad Turkey side, you should say. Um, changes the viewpoint on certain players, so it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, yep, yeah, I mean, that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna BS you, Jasha. It's the situation that we find ourselves in. Why I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you or make something up that's we can only hope at this stage that Arsenal do something differently this summer. Sam says, Some people think Arsenal aren't looking for right backs, uh, looking for a right back as Ben White, Chambers, and Cedric will be covering that position. What do you think? Ben White as an inverted right back. I think Saka and Pepe suit an overlap right back. You never know. We couldn't be moving to a back three system. We don't know what we're going on right now. We don't know how Arteta is going to set up the team if he brings in certain players. I hope that he's not looking at Ben White as a right back. It wouldn't make too much sense for him to look at Ben White as a right back and then these links for Saliba to be going out on loan to come through, would it? So I think it's more so Arsenal are looking at him as a, as a very good centre-back with a really good ceiling, a really high ceiling. And actually what's going with the Saliba situation is more indicative of, of that. And the Arsenal may go for a right-back a little bit later on in the window when others become available. We will wait and see. Yes, uh, Mud, if if not Celic, then Senchonze or Sentonze um, from Mets, who's had a really good season for Mets last year, uh, was excellent and not very well known and probably would be available for a decent price, Sentonze. So certainly one that you should keep an eye out on if he does stay at Mets next season. Um, Sarvik says, did the Raul Emery era just monetarily handicap Arsenal by 30 to 40% of their transactions? What's your estimate? I have no estimate about how much it's handicapped them. I certainly have a feeling that it did handicap them, that relationship and the fact that Raul was even here had a massive detrimental impact on the club. But to give you a specific percentage would be far-fetched at best. So there you go. Uh, so he says, Tom, uh, yesterday Kunda played as a right-back and we're linked with him considering he does what White, Ben White does. Does that make sense? No, I think he played at right-back out of necessity, Hill, uh, because obviously they they lost Benjamin Pavard. They should have taken more right-backs. I don't know why they didn't. And I thought he was awful. I thought Jules Kunda was absolutely dreadful um, against Portugal. So... Yeah, <laughs> I'm not particularly that fussed about bringing him in as a possible right back. He's still very good. And for Sevilla, he has been exceptional. And I'm not surprised to see him being linked with, with other Champions League level teams. Um, but he wasn't the best yesterday. That's that's for sure. Anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. And uh, hopefully Arsenal can get some deals done in regards to ins, in regards to outs. Uh, and I'll be back tomorrow morning with you guys at 8 a.m. There may be a show a little bit later on this afternoon slash evening. We'll wait and see. Um, but tomorrow, there will be a call-in show at 5 o'clock. Uh, so if you'd like to come on the channel and have a chance to say what you feel about the current transfer window, maybe you've disagreed with some of the things that I've said and you'd like to have a debate about that, then please do send us a DM at over at the Guna Talk TV. 
Um, and of course, we can sort that out. So that'll be around four-ish, I imagine, four o'clock-ish tomorrow. Um, maybe five. I'll let you know on Twitter when it'll actually be. We've got a few people interested already, but send us over a DM on Twitter and we can hopefully sort something out. Members, of course, in the Discord server as well, you can let us know there. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.